views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. Authors Hour. Get the story behind the story. It's all on the Authors Hour. You'll get to hear the authors talking about their books and the journey behind how it all began. Join the opportunity to hear the insights on what inspired them to write it. Now, here is your host, Wayne G. Barber. Thank you, Roger. And good morning, America. It is Tuesday morning, 9.05, and that means another edition of the award-winning Authors Hour radio program on the station with personality, WNRI, WNRI.com, 99.9 FM, 13.80 AM since 1954, and about 11 other different ways, Alexa, Apple, TuneIn Radio, Streamer, Simple. I, I lose track of them. And then don't forget, if you missed any part of this show or my other shows, our ID department has come up with a fantastic podcast program for us. Anchor.fm slash Wayne dash Barber. The name of the book we're going to be dissecting today uh, hits home with me. Uh, Little Earthquakes, and it is a memoir by Sarah Mandel, and I think you're going to find it very informative from the heart uh, on a very touchy subject that affects every family that I know of in this country and around the world, a thing called cancer, and how she handled it and wrote this book about it with a couple of other different twists to it. So don't touch that dial. I think we're all going to get informed on this great piece of work. Harvest Moon Health Foods, Route 21, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza in Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Healthy foods for a healthy lifestyle. Gluten-free products. Over 100 dried herbs, nuts, and seeds. Healthy snacks. Help your body to reinforce its immune response. Hemopathic and herbal allergy relief. We stock quality brand manufacturers, including Against the Grain, Rudy's, Nature's Plus, Batlean's Organic Oils, Food for Life, and so much more. Natural honey and organic coconut sugar, raw milk. Elderberry for flu remedies. Consumer-friendly hours are Monday through Wednesday, 10 to 6 p.m., Thursday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Harvest Moon Health Foods, .net, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza, Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Proud sponsor of Brian Tag and the number 9 in the late model at Thompson Speedway. And Book Lovers Gourmet, your local independent bookstore, owned and operated by Debbie Horan since 1995, located at 72 East Main Street in beautiful Webster, Massachusetts, 01570 if you're setting the GPS. Phone number should be up in about 10 o'clock is 508-949-6232. But wait a minute, I think I can smell that aroma coming right down the Blackstone Valley Corridor. Hogan Brothers Coffee is brewing right now and also, by popular demand, available by the pound. And don't forget those goodies, those pastries, by Phyllis Bakery. Also, a nice, nice children's department, puzzles, games. And also, Debbie is very receptive to local authors, poets, 
artists and musicians. And she's always got some kind of event going on at Book Lovers Gourmet. 508-949-6232. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants and no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. Authors Hour. Get the story behind the story. It's all on the Authors Hour. You'll get to hear the authors talking about their books and the journey behind how it all began. Join the opportunity to hear the insights on what inspired them to write it. Now, here is your host, Wayne G. Barber. AuthorsHourBookstore.com New and slightly read books If you heard our author interview on our Authors Hour every Tuesday at 9 a.m., we will stock it. Call Wayne, WNRI at Yahoo.com for any locator service or a closed-out book. Again, it's the new AuthorsHourBookstore.com We put another 24 editions onto the website this past week. Over 600 quality selections on the AuthorsHourBookstore.com. The inventory is over 5,000 books now. So send us an email at WayneWNRI at Yahoo.com. And we will get one of those discounted price books right to you. And mention today's show for another whopping 10% off. Welcome aboard a brand new sponsor this morning, Stone Coast pre-built hardscapes. What a business they do. Handscapes and outdoor lighting, uh, one-day installation, pre-built pillars, thousands of different pillar combinations, all different types of stones and different cap combinations, lighting options, water options, you name it, they do it all. Cody Demare at 401 401- 286-8156. That's Stone Coast Prebuilt Hardscapes. Mention this ad for uh, military veterans or uh, military uh, retirees and get a discount on that too. Uh, we talked about that last night. And welcome back, Wagnolias. Pet grooming right here in North Smithville at that Chamberlain Financial Building on Great Road, 601 Great Road, Wagnolia Pet Grooming and more. A clean dog is a happy dog. And also, vaccinations are required for the dogs, and it'll also be helpful if you got one too. Wagnolia Pet Grooming, also offering a discount now, too, to veterans. They're located at 601 Great Road, 401-999-2440, and they are taking appointments right now as we speak. She's doing a fantastic job, too, on Facebook. And a big shout-out to Titan Machine Tool, uh, General Machine Shop Services, a giant in the industry, milling, turning, grinding, you name it. That's his business. He's been doing it a long time. And uh, what a great job. We call him the tomato man. That's Bobby. And what a great job he does. Give him a call at uh, 401-636-0157, and he'll really appreciate that. Now, PSAs and birthday announcements at WayneWNRI at Yahoo.com. Glad to do it. 
Folks, if you or someone you know is celebrating a birthday and you want Wayne to announce it on his program, just send him an email. His address is WayneWNRI at Yahoo.com. Help make that special someone feel like celebrating with a birthday shout-out on WNRI. Thank you, Johnny Ray. And a big happy birthday, 32 years old today, Dakota Bebon. B-E-B-B-O-N, avid listener on TuneIn Radio from North Carolina. Uh, Patrick Tangway, a 43 today. Dale Nickel, 60 years old today. And Pete Corey, famous modified driver in New England for years and years, turns 71 today. And tomorrow, the tattoo guy on Prince Spaghetti Day, 524. Yes, he turns 64. And bust him up about it. He can take it. Andy Hardy at Pasco Tattoo has a big birthday tomorrow. I know he'll be out there riding his holly a little bit early in the morning. On the line right now, we have an author. Her name is Sarah Mandel. She's a clinical psychologist based out of New York City, the Big Apple, and she lives in Manhattan with her husband and two daughters. And the book uh, hits home with me, and all I can say is it's open, honest, painful at times, inspiring, but most of all, it's thought-provoking. This memoir is precious. And I don't say that lightly. Uh, I'll give you a little synopsis on me, why it hits home with me, before we dissect how this book was written. Uh, I'm a family man, three children, one of each, eight grandchildren, three or four great-grandchildren, and maybe more coming, who knows? It is an active world we live in. But my daughter was diagnosed with uh, stage four uh, breast cancer. Uh, not, I'm not sure if it was stage four or not. She was working at the uh, fire department at the time. But I look back at this, this journey through this episode in our family with cancer that affects every family. That I don't think anyone, any race, anything is immune to it. Cancer is everywhere. And we assembled a team right off the bat. Uh, they started doing uh, with Dana Faber and with the excellent, excellent health coverage she had working for the fire department. And thank God the union fought for those health benefits. And they assembled a team step by step, custom made for my daughter. And then she did another step, and she did some blood work to prove, you know, is it in the genes? Were her children, were her grandchildren have a higher risk? And it led to one thing after another, and then she decided, she says, well, if it's just starting now and we caught it now, she says, to increase my odds, we'll remove both breasts now, and my odds will be much better. And I know that was hard for a young woman to make that decision. But she's already had three children, already one grandchild at the time. But she was smart enough to go by the consensus of a medical team for her treatment. Well, here we are, five years later. 
She just come back and had they what they called the pep test, I guess, up in Maine. She's happily settled up in Maine. She loves the outdoors, her gardener canning. And also, the cancer uh, people that she was involved with have satellites and affiliations throughout New England. So she, she's always had that contact. And we're all on pins and needles for every six months to get that checkup. And now she just, just got it. And I'm going to go up this weekend and celebrate because they said, we'll see you in another year. And it's to the point she could not take any more radiation. She could not take her body any more chemo. This was it. And right now, knock on wood, she's in remission. So I believe in the power of prayer and the power of medicine. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? Good morning, Wayne. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me and sharing your story with cancer. Um, It's incredibly powerful. It's affecting every single family I know. That no one's immune. It's a club that once you become a member, you realize is just astronomically large, unfortunately. Um, Yes, it is a a very, very large group of people. Um, And, you know, this book, Little Earthquakes, um, really takes you through the stages of what it's like to be diagnosed with cancer or to go through any sort of traumatic incident. I think it can go even beyond the experience of cancer to any sort of trauma. Um, But yes, it definitely delves specifically into um, what it's like to be diagnosed with this disease that is just so ever present um, across the globe. Now let's put another twist to the story. It's been a lot of books, a lot of articles, essays written about cancer. This is one of the first ones that I can remember in my recollections of doing this program. You were diagnosed with cancer after you were pregnant? While I was pregnant. So I was 33 weeks pregnant um, with my second child. And I found a lump in my breast and my OBGYN and I assumed it was milk duct related because I was getting towards the end of my my term um, and lactational changes start at that point. Um, so I, you know, I was a clinical psychologist and was on the way to, to work one Monday, stopped off to get the, the clogged duct um, checked out and hopefully, um, you know, remove the the clogged milk from that duct so it wouldn't interfere with the breastfeeding once I had the baby. Um, but it became clear very quickly that this was not a clogged duct situation and that this was cancer. And then a week later, um, we decided to induce and I had my baby at 34, 36, I, I can't remember, but um, I had my baby weeks early and a couple hours before giving birth to her, I found out that the cancer was metastatic and was in my back um, because they couldn't give me an epidural. Um, 
they had scanned me um, to make sure there were no lesions in my back before giving me an epidural, and they found lesions in my back. Um, so right before I was about to bring life into the world, I, I found out that I was likely going to die um, in short in short order. And um, it was, needless to say, a pretty terrifying, um, terrifying set of hours and a very intense um, experience. Um, wondering if I was going to be able to to really know this baby um, or if she was going to know me. Um, but I'm still here five, five and a half years later, which is really unusual <laughs> given, given the diagnosis that I have. Um, so I just take it day by day and, you know, hope I get as much time as I can get out of this. Um, is cancer hereditary in life. your family? It's not. No, I had no risk factors. I was, you know, 36 at the time of diagnosis. Um, super healthy, like gym rat, um, organic eating. You know, the, all the all the things you could imagine that are you know almost annoying <laughs> to the point of being annoying, annoyingly healthy. And um, yeah, it just came totally out of the blue. Um, so. We were all shocked and stunned, um, and the the trauma of of the experience was really um, what was really highlighting in terms of the shock of it is that after three months of receiving chemotherapy and immunotherapy treatment, I had a PET scan and the PET scan showed that there was no more cancer in my body wow. after three months, which is almost unheard of. Never like, heard of that. It, that's, it's so rare. It happens at 5.5 of the cases um, of patients who have the same diagnosis and same treatment protocol as me, but at six months follow-up. Um, this is at three months, so breakneck speed. Um, and it was just, I was a called a super responder um, and everyone was celebrating around me. My family was jumping up and down in joy and I felt nothing. I felt nothing. I was totally traumatized. I was in a dissociated state and it took me months to realize, oh my gosh, like I'm really, I'm really traumatized here. And I've worked with my patients in my clinical psychology practice to help them with narrative therapy um, to really wake themselves up out of this foggy, dissociated state. And I wonder if I can do this for myself through through writing my trauma narrative. And that's what I did. And that's how I started what, what ended up becoming Little Earthquakes. It, it starts with my trauma narrative. Um, and it's really me writing out of desperation to, to try to wake myself up from just staring blankly into space. Um, so this is a story about cancer and, and obviously anybody who's gone through cancer, I think will really just a, a lot will hopefully resonate with them. But it's also a story about trauma and healing from any sort of situation that, that rocks you 
um, and and makes you question, you know, yourself, who you are in the world, the the world. If if the world is a good safe place, because um, I I think we we grow up and we make these assumptions that our bodies are going to keep us safe and that the world is going to keep us safe and and when something happens so um, so earth shattering in our lives um, that we're forced to reckon with these assumptions being um, you know really um, taken down we have to rebuild ourselves and our, our view of the world and that takes a lot of work and the narrative therapy can really help with that and that's what it did for me um, and and I hope for other people when they read when they read little earthquakes that they'll find um, that there is a way to, to to move forward even in the face of of traumatic terrifying events that we endure so now you currently have two children are they both female yes yes they are Okay, have you had done that test that I mentioned about whether the chances of your daughters or your grandchildren, will they also be at high risk? There's no indication of that. Um, so there's no, there's no genetic loading um, for the cancer. So, you know, as of now, it, they really don't know where it came from. I'm, I'm sure we're going to do testing on the girls when they get a little bit older, but um, right now everything just seems like a big fluke and it just came out of nowhere. Um, but yes, because because they're related to me now, they're at higher risk. So we'll have to keep uh, a watchful eye. How big, and, and how big was religion in your coping in your state of mind throughout all of this? Are you basically a, uh, a highly religious person? Person? I'm not, actually. That's a really interesting question. I'm not. Um, but people around me are. Um, and their prayer, people have been praying for me over the years. And it has meant so much to me and I really feel I really feel other people's care and compassion and prayer for me and it it has helped me up in a really meaningful way um, for me prayer is you know going for a walk and and looking at a tree for 10 minutes and studying the tree and really being with that tree and meditating on it um, it's being with my children and being present with them is yoga. Um, it's it's practicing acceptance of what I'm able to do with compassion, um, without judgment, um, which is hard. I mean, it's easy to, to say those words out loud, but it's, it's taken a long time for me to be okay with, you know, it's, it's nine o'clock and I'm talking to you right now, Wayne, and Usually I don't wake up until 12 or 1, and it's taken me a long time to be okay with that <laughs> and not feel like I'm lazy or that there's something wrong with me for not being more active. But it's just what my body wants now, and 
that's okay. That's okay. Um, but yes, I'm not a very religious person. I think I'm a very, um, I'm a very socially aware and joyful person. And I kind of soak up the, the beauty that's around me, um, very easily, if that makes sense. Are you back to work now? I'm not. Um, I'm not, which is, you know, part of why this book coming out is so incredibly meaningful for me. I had, um, towards the end of the book, um, the, the cancer that went away in my body, uh, initially there was some dust, cancer dust that moved up into my brain. Um, which was un- undetected back in 2017. Um, you couldn't see it on the scans. And back in 2021, I started getting headaches and I got a, got a brain scan and it turned out that there was cancer in my brain. So I've been fighting brain cancer for the past couple years. Um, and since that diagnosis, it's breast cancer in the brain. Um, since that diagnosis, I had to stop my practice, unfortunately, which was a significant loss. Um, I loved, I loved my work. Um, I, I was a really great fit <laughs> and I, um, it was a, a really hard goodbye. Um, but now I feel like I'm able to reach people through my book, which is a gift I never thought I would be able to. To, to have again to be able to talk about psychology and and um, you know validate our human experiences is not crazy um, but really just normal reactions to very abnormal circumstances um, and give people my voice you know in a way but written down on, on the page and have people hold a form of me um, and know that that's, you know, that's kind of forever. It's in a book form. So that's been really meaningful um, to have have a book, um, which I didn't even intend to be a book initially. I just intended to be a, a way to heal myself from trauma. Um, but it's, it's become so much more than that. And it's, I'm really grateful for how this has turned out. And I'm talking to you on the radio. I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> now, as you know, uh, between us personally and our radio audience, from over the years, there's nothing pre-rehearsed. There's no trick questions. Mm-hmm. But I failed to ask you yesterday what emails with the publicist. Are you willing to take emails? Because I do have a very good one from Millbury, Massachusetts. Uh, sure. I mean, if I can okay. answer it, I, I will answer Mi- it. Michelle from uh, Millbury, Massachusetts asked, being in the medical field, do you think the United States health system is uh, like a double standard, uh, double sword? Uh, if you have great health coverage, you'll be cured of cancer. If you're low income, you're thrown to the wolves. Wow, that's a really good question. That must be something that affected her family. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I speak to that in the book a little bit, so I can I can answer in terms of my experience. Um, and I'm not really in the medical field. I'm in the psychology field, so it's a little bit different. Okay. Um, I'm definitely in involved in the medical field as a patient, so I can speak to that. Um, I think there that. I definitely have a story of cancer privilege because I have had health insurance this entire time. I have been in New York City where there are excellent doctors. I've been at Memorial Sloan Kettering, which is considered one of the best cancer institutions in the world. Um, And if I didn't have access to these centers or health insurance, then I think I would have a very different um, experience and, and not as positive. So I think there's definitely um, something to that question that that um, requires some, some thinking about um, in terms of you know, how we think about healthcare in this country. Um, I don't have the answers um, but I know that my my story is definitely one of of um, of privilege, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I think you did it adequately and uh, eloquent. Also, it's a very touchy thing, and uh, it's something. It is like a double standard. It really is, and uh, the healthcare problem, uh, the cost of healthcare in this particular country. There's no easy answer on it, even that with uh, drugs and prescriptions and everything else also involved. Uh, How long Mm -hmm. did you go through treatments, your chemo and your other type of uh, treatments that you have for cancer? How long was your program? Well, I'm still in treatment. So I think I what has that been, five and a half years I've been in treatment? Wow. the initial treatment was chemo and immunotherapy, and that was three months. And then I continued with immunotherapy, which I'm on to this day. And then once the brain, um, the metastatic brain cancer came to their attention, I started, I had radiation to the brain um, two times, which I'm now done with because um, I can't have any more of that. And I've taken pills that can break through the blood-brain barrier um, to get to the brain. Um, And I'm taking infusions that get through the brain as well. Um, I'm very medicated. (laughs) I'm very, very medicated. Um, So, yeah, that's that's definitely um, part of my life now is kind of a little bit of a little living petri dish doing lots of experiments with different medications at different doses and trying to see you know what side effects are tolerable and what are not and you know just um a lot of experimentation um but i just went up on steroids recently which has given me a little bump in energy which has been nice um and also has contributed to me, I think being able to do this interview with you, which is really nice. <laughs> now, so I'm grateful for those. The way I see it with today. the cancer treatments in the country, the 
the breakthroughs that they've made at Dana Farber up in Boston. I'm, I'm a little involved with that. In the last 20 years, uh, the success rate on a lot of different cancers has really, really uh, gone up the Richter scale on survival rates. And I'm sure New York is the yeah. same. Where 20 years ago, everybody would be a statistic right now, you'd be gone. But yep. uh, there's breakthroughs yep. every day on it. And the whole key to it, as I look back to it in different conversations that I've had, is early detection is the very first thing. Mm-hmm. And don't procrastinate. Have it checked out. Absolutely. Whether you have coverage or not, at least find out what you're dealing with. Absolutely. Yeah, and that there, there are articles, I think, in the New York Times last week about how they're changing the protocols on that for breast cancer. Um, I think it's 40 now. It wasn't officially 40 that they were suggesting. Yeah. But now it's like hard. Yeah, they dropped it 10 years. They dropped it from 50 down to 40. Mm -hmm. I saw that article. And, you know, another article that Mm -hmm. I read from uh, NOAA, uh, they did a research on it. And uh, don't forget uh, to check male species also. Not just females. Mm -hmm. Male species is now starting to show up. Yeah. I think 10% of the cases. I can't actually don't quote me on that. But I think that's it. It's definitely a, a real phenomenon, male breast cancer. So it's not just the disease in women. Um, and we all got it. We all have to get checked out. Um, it's so important. <laughs> it's so important. Have you had a chance at all with the uh, pandemic and the virus and everything to do any uh, book signings or uh, public speaking on the subject? I have, and it's been so much fun. <laughs> I think I've just had the last couple of years of feeling like, oh, I just wish I could be in the therapy room again with my patients. So it feels really good to get back out there and to talk about um, what it what it is to be human and and to to relate to people in a way that you know makes makes people feel less crazy because a lot of these experiences around trauma are really they can feel so bizarre and and but they're but they're normal reactions to to really scary circumstances and to hear somebody say like what you're going through makes sense given the fact that you were afraid you were going to die or the the fact that you were terrified that you were going to get COVID and that, you know, you couldn't talk to anybody about it for for years or see your loved ones. Like, that was really scary. Like, the whole world was just going through an enormous trauma. And um, this book is about trauma and how to heal from trauma. Um, and to be able to kind of spread this information, it's very, like, um, practical in terms of things that you can do um, to take care of yourself if you've gone through a difficult life event, like the loss of a, of a parent even. Um, you know, we all, we all go through these things. None of us are immune to it. Um, so, yes, like going, 
doing um, at my book launch, um, and then you know I had a, a reading somewhere else. I'm trying to get some more. Um, I'm just having the best time um, because I love talking about psychology and I love talking about writing. So it's a great combination um, to be able to talk about my book and, and talk about psychology and connect with people in a way that's authentic and um, I think people really show up and they have great questions and they're thoughtful and um, and I think they hopefully they leave with something that, um, that they didn't come with um, and that that's the goal is that, that they can take something away from our conversation um, If you're just tuning in you're listening to the author's hour on WNRI, the station with personality. And the name of the book today is Little Earthquakes, and it is a memoir by author Sarah Mandel. Highly recommended. Different slant. They diagnosed with cancer during the pregnancy and had the courage to come up with this fantastic book. And I think it's got a little bit for someone in every family that's going through the trauma of having a, a cancer patient in your family. I want to thank you very much for writing the book. And if you're ever doing a book signing tour coming through New England, check us out, please. Absolutely. I would love that. Okay. And do you have a website or a Facebook page? I do. I'm at SarahMandelAuthor.com. Fantastic. And that way you, too, uh, retain more of the profits on the book if you make the sale yourself. A fantastic job on the book. Fantastic on the interview. And best of luck. You're in our prayers. Thank you so much, Wayne. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Sarah Mandel, what a book. I think it hits every single home. They're open today. Today is Tuesday. Our new owners at Mr. Z's Restaurant overlooking beautiful Bowdish Reservoir. And now with the new owners, they're open seven days a week. And announcing on Tuesday, it's Taco Tuesday with 10 different selections. And they're open up at 11 this morning. Uh, there's no breakfast, but there is a takeout at 401-239-3800. Rest assured, Nanette stayed on. Uh, she knows every customer that comes in now on a first-name basis. Thank God they kept her there. She's really, really good. Mr. Z's Restaurant, Pizza, Pasta, and Salad. That's 401-239-3800. Right up on beautiful Route 44 in Gloucester, Rhode Island. Who let the dogs out? Who cut the cheesecake? What a name for a company. You'll never forget it. It's so catchy. I hope he goes on Shark Tank because I think he'd get a big sponsor. I think Barbara would go in with him. The location is at 1195 Putnam Pike at the Rotary right in Chapachet with over 20 varieties of cheesecake, including party service now, catering, and the coffee cup, and they're full. And after 10 coffee cups, you get your 11th one free. And Evelyn... Congratulations. She's celebrating one year at the counter. And what a breath of fresh air she is at the counter. She's so cute. Who cut the cheesecake? 
right in the center of Chipacha, right at the Rotary. I call ahead because Dave's got a heck of a wholesale business, including uh, the Beef Bond in Massachusetts and Rhode Island, the Smokehouse down in Blackstone. You name it, wherever this cheesecake, if they're smart, they're getting it from who cut the cheesecake. David Silva, what a fine job. 401-742-9240. In every event I go to, whether it's a fishing trip or I'm at the races doing the race chatter or interviewing an author or going to a book signing, there's always the same commonality. Somebody got locked out of their car. They go in their hurry, buzzing around, keys to the key fob in the car. Or the seatbelt got caught in the door, the dome light stayed on, and you know, uh, uh, you need just that surface charge to get you going. You don't want to call an ex-wife and be reminded of three months alimony or anything like that. Or what are your children that will have busting rights forever? I gave you enough time. Download this phone number now. You never know when you're going to need it. Larry's 24-hour towing, lockout service, jump-starting service, unregistered vehicles, ATVs, or motorcycles. You don't want to get one of those tags for unregistered. Give them the address. They'll take care of it. Also, a multitasking company, home of Boroughville Motor Sales and Bryan's Auto and Truck Repair, all on South Main Street in Pascoe. Heck, you can even schedule a Rhode Island Vehicle State Inspection there. Only one of 11 states in the country, you can do it. Used auto and truck sales, Peter and Jerry head up that with new arrivals every day. AC service, half a pallet of Freon come in last week. I was there. I'm glad I didn't sign that bill. Expert body work and insurance estimates. It's Bartleville Motor Sales, Larry's 24-hour towing, Brian's Auto and Truck Repair. What on hand this is? 401-568-6286. And he also works on a race car, Corey Phoenix. Community-oriented businesses. That's why this show is very popular and why I have to admit it. I I don't know how I'm going to do it because I'm trying to get two authors in every Tuesday and I keep getting requests. Everybody wants to sponsor on the show and I can't forget about a special place. My good friend Tommy Tatro and his wife right down here on Front Street in Woonsocket for all your religious needs. Uh, what a special place it is. You don't have to be just a Roman Catholic. I mean, they cater to all the religions. They've got that special item for that uh, first communion. Uh, You name it. They just got it. They know what you need at the special place right here on Front Street in Woonsocket. Tommy uh, Tatro and his wife, and uh, what a nice job they do. It's a little bit different business, but it serves a need. You know, years ago, there used to be one of them in every town and village, and a lot of them have evaporated. Oh, and also, they got a real good price on cards, especially sympathy cards or First Communion cards. They've got some nice ones down there. Uh, because of this show, like I say, I'm a creature of habit. I'm getting up there in age, and I don't like heartburn or change. You know, you're happy with the meals you were raised on, and then you got six or seven favorite dishes. So I got an email after one of the shows I was doing on the outdoor scene on a brand new business. And he says, please stop. We want to advertise long term because that's how radio ads work. It's to have a long range plan 
to get your message and your mission out as a small business at the most affordable rate in advertising that's going now. There's no more papers. You can't afford cable. And radio is your greatest avenue to get your message out, especially in the Blackstone Valley, where we are. And uh, Casa Burritos is a truly authentic Mexican food restaurant. This is not a knockoff. It's not a wannabe. Seriously, when you open that side door or the front door with the free parking at 114 Main Street in Blackstone, you feel like you're crossing the border. It's that good. And Felix down there, he's got it figured out. What a businessman he is. He says, oh, no, you sit down. And every time I go in there, he makes me try a new Mexican dish to take away the intimidation. And it adds a lot more to the advertisement. Smart cookie, Felix. They're open at 11 o'clock, seven days a week. Takeout at 508-928-0904. Wait a minute. They've even added on delivery service. Wait a minute. They also have gluten-free food options. Wait a minute. They do Mexican catering, which I'm going to have at my house. This is going to be wild. This Casa Burritos, authentic Mexican food. Right here on Main Street Blackstone. 508-928-0904. The street address for your GPS is 114. And what a nice job they do. Very affordable prices. It'll open up your taste buds, as they would say. Let me see what else is going on. Oh, help wanted ad. Oh, my God. Another. I'm playing headhunter here this morning. American Beauty Sign Works. (laughs) Business is hopping. They're looking for a few more designers. And they're right here on St. Paul Street. In uh, North Smithfield, Rhode Island, Oscar's got the flag out there. He's got a green sign out at the road this morning. Designers wanted. And he's not getting to be a spring chicken anymore either. But uh, if you look up any new business, and just the same thing on the bottom of the sign, buy American Beauty Sign Works because they are the experts. They know it works. Whether it's a car wrap, a magnetic door sign, something for the floor, uh, digital restaurant menus. Oh, my God. They're state of the art. They can do that or design anything that you want to get out for your store's mission. You know, you're driving down the road. You got maybe five to 12 seconds to make that decision. Do I turn right? Do I turn left? Do I go by? You better have the right sign out there to be effective to lure those customers in and change your bottom line. American Beauty Signworks at 401-767-2922. Congratulations, Woonsocket Harris Public Library. They had an excellent poetry, uh, poetry contest down here. And I'd like to publicly congratulate the winners of this year's poetry contest. Uh, here are this year's winners in the adult division, uh, Brenda Healy, Lost in Space, Melvin Gendron, Satisfaction. And we're not talking to Rolling Stones, we're talking poetry. Uh, Nicole Dio, D-I-O-H, Tell Me Things. I bet you that's an interesting one. In the teen division, it was a double winner, a daily double, Jamie Brannon. She got first place with Women We Are. 
in second place with handprint on this America. They also, to my delight, had a children's section. And Myla Bonolo uh, won by a one entitled Food. And Devishan Chandro, Sports. And Julia Concha Marshall, Isabel's Best. Congratulations to all the winners and especially the management at Woonsocket Harris Public Library for keeping that dream alive with poetry in the city. Got so many things we got to talk about today and also transportation and limousine services provided by CJ Trans of Fairbanks. And okay, I'll move my St. Louis hat, my trademark hat a little bit. Take a look, use your imagination, my receding hairstyle by Worcester Hair Company. And what a great job she's doing up there in Worcester, Massachusetts. She's uh, entering her second year of business now. And today's Tuesday, so you know what follows me Wednesday. Recipe for a good day. Now, I'm going to let you out of the bag. I got the specials yesterday, and I know what Jeff's going to talk about. He's going to talk about cooking salami. Yes, salami is going to be on the menu tomorrow at three forty-nine a pound. And top it off with some Lando Lakes white American cheese at five eighty-nine. And I know Roger likes these because he likes those hot dogs that snap when you bite into them. And we're back to KM skinless hot dogs, four ninety-nine a pound. Corinna Sakoidi eat them. Okay. And Roger likes those hot dogs. He probably had them on his train trip coming back. We also got some information here. I got this, you know, there's five big publishers that actually control about, I would say, 94% of everything out there that you have eligible to buy in our business of book writing and publishing. And this is what I like. I always watch the credits. I keep binging now on Netflix and the other stations that I get free. And I always watch for the credit when it first starts. Is this movie I'm about to watch or a series, is it based on a book? I think we all do it. So I'm going to let it out of the bag right now. I got an advanced list of what Hollywood is working on right now. There's going to be a new The Color Purple. You know, Whoopi and Oprah was in the first one. Well, they got a brand new one that's coming out. It's going to be released on Christmas Day. Another remake, Charlie and the Chocolate Fairy, uh, Factory. The name of that one's going to be Wonka. And that's expected the release date just before Christmas again. Uh, get all those kids there in the cinemas December 15th. Uh, One that I am looking forward to is, uh, let me see here, A Haunting in Venice. It's based on Halloween Party by Agatha Christie. And they're making this into a movie along with a real blockbuster book and series that's already been on once. Well, they've extended it so much because of the ratings. Dune Part 2, and that's based on the book by Frank Herbert. And that's going to be scheduled at all the cinemas about November 3rd. But I think of the list that I've got here of the 14 adaptions from books to movies 
that are being made right now as we speak. I think the blockbuster of that is going to be Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, David Grand's book of the same name. Martin Scorsese is behind that, and everything that guy touches is golden. And this is based all the way back to uh, 1920 Oklahoma in the early days of the FBI. And I cannot wait for that one because with his direction, you know, he's like Tom Hanks with Otto that's out. I, I hope you see that. I saw it last week on Netflix. It's not a series. It's a one-night movie. And uh, it starts off slow, but you better pull out that hanky by the end of it. It's really good. But... Uh, uh, Martin Scorsese and uh, Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, when you see their name on something in 2023, just think of how many scripts, manuscripts that they turned down and they elected to go with the one they did. It's not because they need the money. It's because of the quality of the material. That's how I look at it. But uh, I'm looking at the time here and I got just enough time that I get all my bills paid today. And I did not. I did not get all my bills paid. The trailers are back at the He Shed right over in Harrisville. It's where they're parking Joey LeMay's new race car, too. Northeast Race Cars and Speed and Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair. Right at Six Hill Road in Harrisville. Uh, let me see. Scott will ship out those speed pods by 11 o'clock, Monday through Friday, by calling 1-800-766-4748. If you'd like to schedule a nice tune-up or a brake job, best brake job in Northern Rhode Island, at Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair, call them on the Cox phone number, 401-710-9992. Get it repaired right the very first time at an affordable price. It's worked for years and years. Race car parts and service from a career-long racer, Mr. Shane Hopkins. And also fabrication, chassis setup, Simpson, MSD Ignition. They got all the toys there. They've got the, you know, the trained people with the jigs. Square up those chassis before you even start. They also do a lot of business now with classic cars and classic trucks. Because they're... They grew up with it. Northeast Race Cars at Speed and Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair. Right at Six Hill Road in Harrisville, where the old bowling alley used to be. I used to set bids there. Now I'm really showing my age. Cox phone number is 401-710-9992. You know, he doesn't admit it, but every time I go over there, I would have to say, Shane, hire some more help. The, the lot is full of repair cars. So if you're, you know, just a grad from a mechanical school or really love to work on cars and want to learn from the best, ask Shane about a job over there. I think he can use a couple more hands. But you know what else I saw this morning? A convoy of the uh, metal coming up Route 44. And we're not talking uh, construction trailers. We're talking pickup trucks and flatbed trailers. People going up to Ross Recycling. Because the word is out. The prices on scrap metal right now are really, really high. And no better than Ross Recycling. With uh, divisions in Clinton, Hartford, North Stonington, and Preston. And right at 64 Tucker Hill Road in Putnam, Connecticut. Right off Route 44, you can see it right from the road. And they're looking for all kinds of metal don't get rid of those electric motors or batteries into the landfill. Turn it into cash and get them recycled. Aluminum, brass, light, iron, stainless steel, you name it. Give Zach a call 
uh, Monday through Saturday at 8 o'clock in the morning they open up. And they have laborers there to help you unload after you get off the scales. 860-928-7165. And that was my Mel Tellers impression. That's Ross Recycling. Right in Putnam. And by God, I got him. Just says, Wayne, you're never going to get all those commercials in there, but I think I just did. Thank you to our fine sponsors, guests, and emailers at WayneWNRIYahoo.com and for tuning in to the Author's Hour. Remember to shop locally and to read a book. And tomorrow, please have the best day of your life. Your host, Wayne G. Barber.